Hey folks, this is Eddie Trunk from That Metal Show and Sirius XM Radio and lifelong KISS fan. You are listening to the Shout It Out Loud cast with Tom and Zeus. Oh boy. Here we go. Pressing the button, Star Simmons, Star, Stop shouting! He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss time. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. I'm gonna grab me a nice cold mellow Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Because fuck you do? Hey, fucko. Do you like kiss? Settle down. Hello. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus with another. Now, nah, this isn't just another episode. Episode 263. Ace Fraley. With Steve Brown. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> it's been a long road for Shout It Out Loudcast. And, and we, are, we are here to bring the one and only, the real Ace Freely. This is not me interviewing Zeus. This is the real Ace. So this is in episode 200. It is in episode 500. Nope. When you were able to get Ace, you just go with it. You get him. Correct. Yeah. This uh, was... Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Forget it. It's, we're going to get to it. Yeah. We're going to get to it. So, yeah. It's uh, too much. Too much. But we got to go back to our normal, uh, ordinary uh, broadcast. Yep. And uh, last week, we had other incredible... Like, the guest list keep going. Oh Never mind God. just these two. We also had Brit Lightning on Dorm Damage. Guys, check that out. Yep. Uh, but last week we had Dave, Snake, Sabo, Rachel Bolin of Skid Row fanboying out about Kiss. Yep. Amazing stuff. And we did a poll as always. So we figured we'd ask you guys what your favorite Skid Row song is because we had Snake and Rachel on. So the options were the four big ones, Youth Gone Wild, 18 in Life, Monkey Business, and I Remember You. Monkey Business just squeaks by with 34%, Youth Gone Wild 32, and then 18 in life, and I remember you both tied at 17%. A lot of people love this episode, including us, because Rachel and Snake were just friggin' awesome. And when guys like that gush about a band that we love, couldn't couldn't deny how great it was. Amber Fiber Magic Queen. Fantastic episode, guys. It's great to hear these guys geek over kiss stuff as much as us. The my band connection is so true. I found Skid Row because I heard they love Kiss. And thank you for the awesome Demon Patreon Zoom. Well worth staying up till 3 a.m. for Amber. Yes, that was kick-ass. We had one of our Demon Tier Patreon Zoom calls with a bunch of the best of the best. And it was awesome. Amber was one of them. We had a ton of fun. Just a few hours of all of us just geeking out and nerding out about all things Kiss and shout out a loud cast and album review crew. Tons of great stuff. We'll talk more about Patreon in a minute, but um, Twisted Kissed are good stuff, guys. Skid Row was one of the first rock bands I discovered on my own. I'll never forget how much I enjoyed hearing Youth Gone Wild the first time. Every era has been really good. 
Saw them last year in Greensboro. So much fun. Their love of Kiss has always been cool. And then the curmudgeon Tony from Restrained, who if he's not if he's not on a cruise, he's bitching about something. Maybe Gene would be less underrated if he actually played bass on every record. Oh, Tony, come on, man. Don't be like that. He has to find the negative. Don't do that. God damn. But we love you, Tony, anyways. We do? Well, you do. <laughs> uh, anyways, that's what we got for the Twitterverse. All right. On the book of bass. Ronnie Bacharski. This has got to be great. Oh, God. Uh, I can't wait Snake, to see what, what body potty references here. Snake and Rachel are cool dudes. Very interesting interview. Being able to listen to other bands nerd out on Kiss is fun and interesting as fuck. A great listen. It's great to see Skid Row thriving ever since they got rid of that washed up blonde chick that used to sing for them. Oh, nice. Chris Hall. Not asking anything about Bach was a welcome relief. If you did, I must have tuned that right out. Either way, you can't fake how into the conversation they were having with you both. Feather in the cap, boys. Oh, thank you. Love it. Yeah. Again, you know, sometimes we get asked questions like, uh, did they set up something like, oh, you're not allowed to? No. they No, never. Like, I don't want to ask them. We all know about how they feel about Sebastian Bach. I'd rather them be cool, have a fun conversation than ask him the same generic thing. Agreed. Um, and I yep. don't really give a shit about it. You know, we've heard it before. Um, and they, those guys are absolutely fantastic. So, and no, we don't pay to get it, people to come on our show either. Oh my um, God. No. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's through hard work and you guys listening that yep. moves us up. And that we're allowed to uh, throw out our and boast about our listenership and our social media following to get people like Snake and uh, Rachel. So an ace. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. Um, over on Loudcasters, the group Charles, don't call me Mark Eaton from the Utah Jazz. Uh, just two guys interviewing two other guys that love a band that influenced hundreds of thousands so much that they started their own band that's influenced many thousands to do what they do. Dave and Rachel gave the vibe that they could just be anyone's regular bros, content to just hang out and bro out. These interviews just get better and better. Saturday mornings used to be for eating cereal in front of the TV and watching cartoons. Now, 40-something years later, Saturday mornings are for listening to Tom and Chief Talk about kiss-related topics. Can't wait for Skid Row's re-recorded version of He Swift's Shake It Off. Imagine oh, no. if you dare. Oh God. John Whiteman. Another great interview. It's really cool to hear guys that have made it that are unabashed kiss tards like the rest of us. So many of us seem to have that same kind of backstory. 50-something older siblings shaped our music taste, had to defend our band. Thankfully. We don't have to be in a band with Sebastian Bach. Also, your interviews always sound good. Like you're all in the same room. Other shows, even Eddie Trunk on Sirius, sometimes sounds like interviews are in a porta potty besides <laughs> a busy interstate. Oh, God. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, thank you, John. And I uh, can't wait for your next uh, creative uh, 
host on Loudcasters. Uh, Thanis, Akratides, the Greek thunder from down under. Well, boys, what a fantastic show. Dave Sabo and Rachel Bolin were absolutely brilliant. I had met those guys in 92 and spent time with them basically talking about Kiss when they came here to Melbourne. So I'm not surprised the stories they gave you due to the great fandom of Kiss. That's exactly how I felt when I met them the first time back then when I was writing for a magazine here in Melbourne. Genuine great guys and passionate Kiss fans along with yourselves. This is the reason why I love listening to this show. Without blowing smoke up your ass, this is one of the highlights of my weekend. Thank you, guys, Tom and Zeus. Love it. Awesome wow. stuff. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, that's a great compliment. Thank you. Over on our Instagram page, Junior Vintage. Love it, TNZ, when you shared Monkey Business was the tune you blasted in college. Uh, Rachel and Dave were a real fun interview. I could have listened to their stories for hours. These guys are down to earth. Saw them open in 2000 for Kiss on the reunion. They had tons of energy that night. P.S. Thanks for the shout out of the question of the week. Now let me go blast some youth gone wild. All right. And I believe the post that we put on Instagram, Tom, is our most liked post we've ever had with over a thousand likes. Really? Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Over on YouTube, Sylvie Roos 3032. What a great show. Goosebumps with the stories from Snake and Rachel. I was there in Mannheim in Cologne. Those were my last European shows of Kiss. Wow. Dale McMillan, 5065. You guys are awesome. Glad to have come across this podcast. I'm a diehard Kiss fan as well. My first introduction to them was Asylum back in 85. I was seven. And the videos for Tears Are Falling was all over a show called Night Tracks that I watched. Great memories. Marty White. I hadn't heard two bar until Zeus mentioned it in the demon chat. Holy Christ. How Red didn't have a heart attack is beyond me. And he sounds like the guy who played Elaine's dad in Seinfeld. We know. Uh, I just watched that episode the other day when I was when I was uh, putting on Netflix like I always do when there's nothing on. Pendant, those bastards. Oh, your favorite, Tom. I'll end on this one. Chef Salami Tits. Oh, God. Um, your interviews are head and shoulders above your KISS podcast peers. You didn't waste everyone's time asking if they like popcorn. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on. That guy is the Urkel of KISS podcast. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> I don't know who he's talking about. I don't what? either, but so I, 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 I don't want to know who the Urkel is. Who is the Urkel of his podcast. Oh, my God. Over to you, buddy. All right, let's bang through some emails here. We got one from Mike H. Of all the cool things there are when you guys interview people for the show, the absolute coolest thing is when musicians validate his music. I feel vindicated. Fuck all these music snobs that shit on Kiss. Thanks for yet another fine show. All right. Dan Hool, and he specifically says no relation to the mutants from Stonehill. He now signs his emails with that. <laughs> He's the mutant. 
Another badass episode, gentlemen. The skid guys were great. It's always fun when the guests engage and storytell. Probably my favorite part of any episode. Kudos to you guys. You all have been interviewing some big name guests lately. Tom, he ain't wrong. Uh, when it started with like Rudy Sarzo, uh, Skid Row, uh, Britt Lightning, and now Ace and Steve Brown. We are on a roll that we've never been on before. Keep up the great work, Dan Hool. And he says no relation to the mutants from Stonehill. Great email from Wes. I know Wes goes back with uh, the Skid Row guys. Uh, we got an email here from our buddy Hall of Famer Jim Riley. I knew Rachel and Snake were huge Kiss fans since the 80s. For me, this was awesome. I grew up in New Jersey during the 80s. Springsteen had board in the USA. Jersey had great bands coming up. Bon Jovi, Skid Row, and Trickster. You know, the guy with the hat. Skid Row was my favorite. Rachel and Snake's music and songwriting stood out. Their MTV videos I watched all the time. They might have the best Kiss stories told on the podcast so far. I saw them multiple times. The Gang's All Here is a great album. All the songs are consistently great. Oh, and then he gives a shout out for the demon tier, specifically to Amber Fiber Magic Queen and Tracy. He says it was a blast. If Ravishing Rick Rude was here, he would join Patreon. Wow. Yeah, okay, Jim. We had two females on the demon chat tier, which was that's, that's incredible. I don't think anybody a, knew what to do with themselves. What was the over under on that? Yeah. Zero. Half. Half. <laughs> Half. Uh, but anyways, great stuff. That's what we got for our emails this week. All right, Tom, to wrap up, I'm going to go to Facebook and an old friend, Scott Donaldson, who plays the uh, Fox in his band, Hysteria, from Down Under. Yep. Uh, love this, guys. Since I'm from the Foot Rub Brigade, there's nothing more I enjoy when you guys get to do these type of interviews. You really have made this type of interview your own. And I feel you have established yourselves as top-tier interviewers. Just genuine questions, and the guests seem to respond in kind. Congrats, TNZ. Keep it up. Well, Scott, for th- being a longtime fan and being part of the Foot Rub Brigade, we like we accept all kinds of KISS members here. Uh, we want to say thank you. We appreciate it. And you, my friend, are comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> yeah, we love Scott. He goes way back. He's an OG fan. And if you guys are in his area down under, check him out in Kisteria. He's the he's the fox. Great stuff. We've seen pictures and videos of him online. So, Scott, thanks, buddy. And, Tom, what we like to do also is thank our Patreon family. Uh, Tom? Believe it or not, we got two new members to Patreon. Damn. We have Asher Pope, who joins us as a cat man. And we also have Brad Sunday, who joins us as, apropos, a spaceman. Love it. Uh, Brad, Asher, thank you so much for joining the Patreon family. And if you are out there and you're wondering what's that all about, it's a way to help the show. You guys contribute monetarily to us. And then we provide you with uh, merch, with uh, behind the scenes, with polls, with involvement in the show, and li- live chats like we just did with the Demon Tear earlier. Uh, it's a big help to the show. So all you out there that are listening and you want to help us out, you like what you hear, you want us to continue, grow the show and get bigger and get people like Ace Fraley, Ace Fraley uh, on the show. 
join Patreon. You go to our website, shoutitoutloudcast.com, and right there in the front is a link to Patreon. Or you go to the Patreon app or patreon.com. You look for creators, you'll find Shout It Out Loudcast. It's a big help, guys. Whatever you could do to join, we really appreciate it. And uh, we can't thank you enough. The Patreon family is incredible. And their Patreon album review crew pick is next month. Yep. So jump Tons in of- and join that. Tons of great submissions so far. This is going to be a tough, tough yes. poll. It's going to be a tough poll for you guys. We're going to be posting that poll soon for uh, all you guys to pick because we got a boatload of awesome submissions. So this is going to be a good one. Yeah. So Brad and Asher, thank you once again. And if you're interested in helping us out, go join Patreon. Thank you. Absolutely. Patrons, you guys rock. Thank you so much. We say the same thing every month and it never gets tired because you guys are so amazing. And thank you, Brad and Asher, for being part of the family. Love you guys. Thank you. Yeah, it's funny, uh, Tom. What we're going to do is say, what's going on in Kiss World? Well, what's going on in Kiss World is Ace Fraley just went on shouting out loud cast. <laughs> that and a couple other little things. Uh, one of the big ones that has people all kind of uh, excited will have happened by the time this episode drops. Uh, we're recording actually on Thursday, the 15th, uh, due to Ace and Steve's schedule. Uh, but today there was a little teaser video on the KISS website and KISS social media about signing up for something involving the the debut album, because we know the 50th anniversary is this weekend. And then just recently, the landing page has already been set up for kissonline.com for kiss 50th anniversary. There's no items there yet that it's going to drop on Friday. So obviously by the time you guys hear it, you'll uh, already have, have your picture disc and t-shirt probably. So that's exciting. It's nice to see that they're doing something for the 50th. I know we all wanted the box set, but we're not going to beat that dead horse anymore. Uh, Another piece of news that came out today. Record store day is in April. Uh, for people that aren't familiar with Record Store Day, it's uh, an, it's a day where exclusive vinyl releases are released through independent retailers only. They're not at Walmart or Amazon or Target. They're at independent record stores around the country. Special releases that are, that are limited. And the Eric Carr family continues to release some cool stuff. So Unfinished Business uh, is an old CD that came out. It has some demos, some interviews, uh, some things with Eric on it. And this one has a really unique cover. This one is a picture reminiscent of the creatures of the night. And in the top left corner where it usually says kiss, it says Eric Carr and kiss font. And in the top right where it would say creatures of the night, it says unfinished business. This also is set up where if you press a button on the cover, Eric's eyes light up like the creatures of the night kind of glowing. Uh, it's colored vinyl. It's got a bunch of special stuff. So I know people are excited for that. We posted that on our social media. Uh, and another thing that's kind of got people excited is Gene's band announced more dates. He's going to be headlining Summerfest in San Paulo, and he's going to be doing a bunch of festivals this summer in Europe in July and August. Uh, he posted a really cool graphic. We share that on our social media as well. So there's some exciting stuff. Obviously, we know the band is kind of gone per se, but there's merch and there's Gene. And I guess I'll take it. it's better than nothing, Zeus. And there's Ace, which will be coming up shortly, but we're going to take a quick break. Hey. If that's Ace, then who's in the shed? Oh, shit. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. 
Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, so we're back. So this was great because I, I just got was able to bring Ace right uh, over from the backyard. So it's perfect. Yep, perfect. I'll be right in a sec, Tom. Just gonna have a couple cashews. I'll see you in a sec. Uh, yeah, we finally got an original member. I remember people would be sending us messages and on the show and feedbacks and stuff. Oh, you guys are gonna get an original member soon. Yeah, I know he's been doing a lot of the rounds. Still, for him to come on is still like fanboying out a little, but we try to put that stuff aside. Um, I don't want to give too much away. I want you guys to hear this. I agree. I'm not going to give you previews of what was said and stuff. No. We can't wait to hear what you guys think. Without further ado, Ace Fraley and Steve Brown. All right, let's do a quick intro here and let's talk to Steve and Ace. All right, let's get going here because we know Ace's time is valuable here. So, so this week on shout it out loud cast, I don't think we've ever had an intro like this before. And I don't even know if this man can get an intro because in the house this week is the legend, the spaceman, the one and only ace freely is in the house. And with him is the great Steve Brown of trickster. And also the man behind the new album, 10,000 volts, gentlemen, Welcome to Shout It Out Loudcast. Ace, what's up, brother? Shout it out what? Live? <laughs> Shout it out loud. Shout it Cast. out loudcast, just like your song off Destroyer. <laughs> so, Ace, what's happening, brother? Oh, well, a lot of things are happening. I just finished shooting the... 
the third video, Cherry Medicine, and I think by far it's going to be the best video of the three. Okay, nice, nice. Uh, they put a lot of money into this video. Uh, we have six gals dressed up in black leather. Can't go wrong with that. Yep, nice. Man, I swear to God, the, the, this director must be able to read my mind because <laughs> there were parts in the video where he does uh, silhouettes, kind of like in a James Bond movie. Yeah, oh, nice. Like yeah. in the beginning of a movie, you see a silhouette of a girl. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> Love it. And I saw that uh, you got your wish. You got some red balloons. We got red balloons. We got uh, cherries. I put a cherry in Laura's mouth, and the other girls are putting cherries in other girls' mouths. I don't know. Oh, jeez. I saw the, how was that Ferrari, Ace? That looked really beautiful. Ferrari was awesome. Wow. So, Ace, let me ask you this. So, you've done a lot of albums over the years, but you've been doing a ton of promotion and video clips and using social media to your advantage. Tell everybody, like, what what has changed? You're, you're, you're working really hard on this album and working really hard to let fans know about it. What's changed between this and some of your previous solo albums that you've done? Well, the record company hired a social media specialist. Okay. His name's Perry. And uh, I mean, now I have a you know, TikTok account, Instagram account, Facebook. I mean, it has Facebook, but yeah. You know, I, I'm on every social media platform at this juncture. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the, one of the reasons why the album's getting such a good response. Yeah, yeah. And Steve, where do you stand on that? Kind of the same thing, like the, the social media just taking Ace, you know, off the charts here with the promo. Of course. Well, I told him, you know, I said when we were making the record, I said we there would be so many moments. And Ace, remember, we'd be sitting there talking and he would tell me these incredible stories, whether it be like him rodeoing for Jimi Hendrix or you know, <laughs> oh, hanging yeah. out, hanging out with the Van Halen brothers at the L.A. Forum. And I go, dude, if you if I would film you right now and tell this <laughs> and put this on TikTok or social media, you'd have a million views. And he's you know, Ace is such an engaging person and such so much fun to be around i told him you need to share this with people and and luckily you know he agreed and we started doing it and it's just been magic for everybody yeah agreed. yeah we were saying before ace came on to steve i don't know what's happened but ace is become like this social media darling our we got like this huge facebook group all made up of kiss fans we got our podcast which we like to say is the number one kiss podcast out there and listeners and everybody, all they keep posting are like these videos of Ace at the supermarket. Ace can go buy a printer and make it entertaining. Ace <laughs> can do <laughs> like so. Everybody is saying like Ace should be doing his own reality show because this is the lovable Ace that we all grew up with, the fun going Ace, the cool Ace, and it's just been fantastic. And I, I don't know if it's, I said to Steve, it's the combination of you guys, but this is the ace we all want. And this is the ace that we love. And it's great to see you happy, ace. Great to see you engaging, having fun, living your life to the best of your ability and putting out great music. Thank you very much. It's, uh, you know, 17 years sober. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, behind every great man is a great woman. I got a great lady I'm engaged to, Laura. And, uh, you know, God has blessed me, you know, with so many talents. And you know, I got guardian angels everywhere. You can see this. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like it. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, now, you're right. Now, if I may jump in real quick, is Laura Greek? Yes, she grew up in Athens. Same with me. So did yep. she teach you any Greek? Are you crazy? Have, <laughs> you, those, have you seen the letters for the Greek alphabet? <laughs> well, well, to speak it, have you ever, Have you, did she teach you uh, any words? No? So you haven't called anybody a Malacca or anything like that? <laughs> you know, I mean, she's dying. To, you know, her parents still live in Greece. Oh, wow. In the same house that she grew up in. Yeah, I know. I know how that is. Yeah, that's great. That you must be a crazy. You want to hear a crazy uh, coincidence? But I don't believe sure. in coincidences. Go ahead. There's a chapel right across the street from her house that's called Our Savior. Okay. And in my ninth grade of high school, I went to Our Savior Lutheran High School. Oh wow! Oh, okay. What are the odds of that? What are the odds? That's right. That's right. Ace, let me ask you about. 10,000 volts in comparison to what people regard as one of the great albums in the Kiss catalog, your 1978 Kiss solo album, the classic. Did you try to channel that kind of energy like with Steve and with your band when you were putting 10,000 volts together? Because, again, we've heard the two singles and a lot of people are really, really excited about it to the point where it's probably the most excited they've been for a long time in an Ace album. So did you kind of take some of that classic 78 solo feeling and energy and kind of put that into 10,000 volts? Well, I mean, the big difference between my 78 solo album and 10,000 volts is that I have Steve. Yeah, there you go. That's right. Me and him, when we work together, magic happens. It's really hard to put into words. Yeah. And I don't think Steve can really. Uh, can you put it into words uh, what happens when we work together? Well, I magical. mean, yeah, it's it's magic. It was magic from day one. You know, the first song we worked on was Walking on the Moon, and that set the tone. And I've told this story, and I'll tell it again because it is truly magical. Before we even got together in the studio, Ace heard this rough idea that I sent him, and he ch- we were already working on the phone. He was like, "You got to change. Walking on the Moon's got to be the title. We got to change this chorus." And I'm like, and then the next thing you know, he goes, "When can you come over?" I'm like, "I'll be over Tuesday." I was over that Tuesday, and within four hours. We cut the vocal, we wrote all the lyrics, we played some guitars, and we had basically 98% of what you hear on the album, which is Walking on the Moon. So from that first day, we set the tone. And we both looked at each other after when we got done that day, and I said to him, I said, man, there's something really special between the two of us. And I said, if you trust me and I trust you, I honestly believe in my heart that we have the tools between us to make 
the best record since your 78 solo record. And look, I just want to dispel all the haters out there and people <laughs> who've already been saying, look, we've never said that this is better than the 78 solo right, record. Right, right, right. 78 solo record is, is the benchmark and Ace's greatest work. It'll never be duplicated. But the goal with Ace and I is what we said is we want to have 11 fantastic songs that are consistent there's no throwaway tracks on the record and that's what we did so i'm just yeah, so awesome. proud of that and i you know i always just compliment ace because i worked his ass hard and he worked me hard and the end result for all of the ace fans and the kiss fans is something everybody can put their arms around and go we love this fucking record because that's what it was all about that's awesome that's, that's awesome. awesome. That's fucking great to hear, man. Yeah. So for me, Ace. I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, what you get Steve for, Ace. <laughs> so uh, Steve mentioned the 78 album as the benchmark. But for me, Ace, I'll be honest, I love it. I love your work on Dynasty. And everybody talks about all your songs and, you know, Shock Me, Rocket Ride, 78. But those cuts on Dynasty, that's when Ace is, for me, like, look what he can do. Give him three songs on an album. One song's better than the next. I love them. Can And we've heard stories about Shock Me and Rocket Ride and stuff. I'd love to hear you tell me about Save Your Love and Hard Times and those songs that don't get as much press and stuff. I'd love to hear you tell me about it, please. Well, I mean, Hard Times is about growing up in the Bronx. It's pretty much self-explanatory. Yep. Uh, you know, the lyrics came very easy to me because I just drew from uh, reality. Yeah. You know? And I I think I came up with a great guitar riff, and uh, I'm not sure. You know, Anton did some amazing drumming. Yes. Counterpoint stuff. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, you know, it's working with Anton is a lot like working with Steve. I don't have to uh, explain to him what to do. He just does a fill. Yep. And I got to laugh because you know, he'll do a fill. And I was just going to say to him, do a fill here. You <laughs> did it already. Yeah. That was, I mean, it's totally. Kinda like that with Steve, too. Yeah. When we did. Yeah, especially on Cherry Medicine. And, you know, you guys probably know the story. You know, Joey Casada originally played the drums on the third single, Cherry Medicine. And Ace was just kind of like, he was like, after Anton played on 10,000 Volts, he listened to it. And Joey did a great drum part. But he knew. And he goes, we got to get Anton to play on this song. Because Cherry Medicine, you guys haven't heard it yet. And Ace will agree. To me, Cherry Medicine is the X Factor song on the record. Everything is fantastic. But that's the song... And that was the song that Ace and I, when we got done with Cherry Medicine, we looked at each other and we went, man, we have something extraordinary here because it is a cut above a little bit above the rest. But long story short, he called Anton from my studio. We were working here and he called Anton and and he he didn't even have to tell Anton anything about. He just said, Anton, Steve's going to send you the song. And he looked at me and he goes, Anton, you know what to do. We sent Anton the song. He sent it back and it was fucking perfect. (laughs) I I never had any discussion with Anton about what the fuck. He just did it. Yeah. 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 It's a nice reunion. 
Yeah, and I think the same thing with uh, everything you associate yourself with, Anton. It's just a chemistry that you can't, you don't have to explain. You just know it. Yeah. And uh, I just want to come back to one thing. I want to come back to uh, Save Your Love. Do you remember a lot about anything about that song specifically? It was a little nutty. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you say that, Ace? Why do you say it was Uh, nutty? uh, uh, Yeah, it was a little unorthodox. It wasn't straight ahead rock and roll. Yeah. But, you know. I sometimes I think outside the box. I mean, listen to Torpedo Girl. Yeah. Well, oh, don't get Tom started. He loves that song. <laughs> well, 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 Ace, that's <clears throat> that's where we're just gonna go. We're gonna kind of segue into into how you're you know you took off with it with Shock Me, Rocket Ride, the three songs off Dynasty. Then you get the three songs off of Unmasked, and I love that album. And I think Torpedo Girl and Talk to Me, the live performance had two sides of the coin. At that point, were you? How, how are you? How are you feeling about yourself and the band? We know that was a that was a transitional period, and unfortunately, it was kind of the beginning of your kind of exit of the band. But you were kicking ass with those records that were kind of not really doing I, huge. I know with the I fans. had the ability, yeah, to make records on my own without the help of Paul, Gene, and Peter, because I proved it with the Seven Day Eight solo album. Right. Yeah. Right. So it was yeah. just you know it was the writing on the wall and. uh I found I also discovered during that seven day solo record that I was more creative away from those three guys than I was with them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they diluted my creativity or shut it down. I wanted to do it this way and I was outvoted. Same thing happened during the elder. Yeah. I told them that, that fucking record is gonna <laughs> suck for this time frame. That is the bad record. No, I, we get it. Yeah, but you still had Dark Light, which Kiss fans love. Major yeah. deep cut, and we love it, especially I, that solo. I was just going to say that's one of your greatest underrated solos, Ace. I know you. I know you didn't like the Elder and you Dark didn't really Light. Wanna, you didn't really want to go that that route, but Dark Light. To, do anything you can recall about that song and that crazy song? I wrote it with Bob Ezrin in his basement in Toronto, and we yeah. just jammed. And I, I just came up with some crazy shit. But my favorite solo, I got to tell you, yeah. is uh, The Oath. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. When I go into the Echoplex, yeah. I mean, oh, it's just wow. timed perfectly, but I didn't time it that. It just. I can't tell you when I do stuff and it just happens. It's yeah. kind of like a lot of your solos that we, ha- and we, I've heard you say it before. There's songs within songs that if you listen to a live, there's so many parts of songs where the solo goes off and you remember the solo more than you remember the song. And yeah. it, they, they breathe their life into everything they do. And I can't put a finger on it. You don't have to agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you say say that ace? Because they never gave me credit where credit was due. Yeah. Even when I did a great guitar solo, you know what they would say? Okay. That's a take. Let's move on. Oh, that's bullshit. I got a lot of adulation from either of those guys. Yeah. Let me ask you, kind of, kind of bring it up, you know, Gene and Paul and, you know, we, we can't have you on without kind of touching a base with, you know, it's been a few months since the end of the road wrapped up. And we know that you were making some comments about Paul, making some comments about Gene. 
where do you stand right now with your relationship to the band, your relationship to Paul and Jeans individually and as a group? Where Where is that right now? Yeah, we've always been friends, you know, but it's like we're like a family. I mean, yeah. look how long we've worked together, you know. I did. <laughs> it's like the army. I did t- two tours. Two stints <laughs> with them. Yeah. yeah, the reunion tour and the first tour. Yeah, and then, yeah, after, after seven or eight years, I just got to get away from those fucking guys. It's just, <laughs> it drive me crazy. <laughs> hey, one thing about them, though, is from like, just hearing you, watching you over the years, you, Peter, and Gene, I have a feeling, this is my own impression, that you guys are the same people that you were in 74, your personalities and stuff. But I feel like Paul has changed over time. He's the one that's been different from where he was when he was in Kiss. Almost like we we joke about him here. And we, you know, especially during the pandemic, we were calling him Pandemic Paul. You know, flying around on his electric bike and fucking <laughs> eating gelato and shit, <laughs> and telling everybody to wear a mask. And uh, it's just Steve, I just sent you the video. <laughs> oh, cool, awesome. <laughs> well. He just seems different, like a renaissance man now. Like, like Kiss isn't cool enough. He needs to tell you to listen to Beethoven. And I listen to yeah, Motown Paul, and the Spinners. Paul has and- a lot of different tastes in music that I don't. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. But his personality is. Unfortunately, you know, when it came to Kiss, you know, he would go off on tangents that I normally, I normally didn't agree with. Like, yeah. for example, when we did the disco song, you know, I was 100% against that, but I was made for loving you. Yeah. Hit, so, you know, what, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. And which made, unfortunately, everyone think that's a disco album. When I always tell people that's the fucking album that has Ace has three songs and Gene has two. I love yeah. Dynasty. It was yep. too busy fucking share. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, so getting back to what i said so have you spoken to gene have you spoken to paul was there any kind of congratulatory thing for the end of the road or was was the way it ended just not what you wanted and did it kind of turn you off a little bit that you weren't part of that final celebration Listen, go back eight months yeah nine months ago what was paul and gene saying there's they an were, invite out there. We're going to yeah. have Ace. Yeah. We're going to have Peter. We're going to have Bruce. It'll be a big reunion tour. Yep. Show at Master Square Garden, right? Yep. None of us ever got an invitation, even though they say they did. we did. They lied. Yep. And then about the last month, you know, after the uh, garden was sold out, you know, Paul goes on uh, fucking uh, Stern. Idiot with the curly hair. Stern. <laughs> Howard Stern. Yeah. She goes on Howard Stern says, me and Peter played with him. We sound like piss. I oh, mean, yeah. Uncalled for. I got really pissed off. I got really pissed off and went out, went after him on fucking uh, Eddie. Eddie Trunk. Eddie Trunk. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We, <laughs> we heard know. it. We yep. know all about that one. That was that was some uh, surreal times there, buddy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's too bad because for us, we don't like seeing. And I'm going to tell you as Kiss, as a Kiss podcast, listening to Kiss fans, 
we don't need to be just an Ace fan or a Paul fan. We can be both. We yep. don't like seeing Kiss fight, but we get it. You guys are like family. Oh, my brother's fighting with me and this and that. But in the end, we always get the feeling like you'll each have each other's back when it really matters and you care so, about the each last, other. The last text I sent Paul was, uh, hey, Paul, if the shit ever hits the fan, you know I got your back. See? Yeah. Exactly okay. what I said. Yep. Yeah. And what did he say? I did meant you get it. it. He never returned. He never even answered it. Never Sorry, responded. I got to go get some gelato. I'll be back in a few. Oh, yeah, oh, it's, right. I think he he, he said uh, he said he said something nasty to me. Yeah, I don't know what his problem is. You know, I think he's an unhappy individual. Uh, well, he he used to take unnecessary shots at Peter the all the time. time. He saw a fucking picture of Paul Stanley smiling. <laughs> Well, Ace, that's a great point because we t- we we say that all the time that Paul Stanley always has a a who fodded face. Yeah, he looks like he's smelling something not too pleasant. Right. You're right. Yeah. He's Paul Stanley. You should be smiling in every picture, like you are, like Steve is. Like have look, a good look, time. It's okay. Right. Right. You know they took Kiss so fucking seriously mm. when you know I took Kiss. I just took it one day at a time. I'd laugh at stuff. Yeah, we were dressed up like fucking rock and roll clowns. <laughs> but we were making billions of dollars. And uh, okay, fine. We did the movie. They hated the movie. <laughs> I love the movie because you just got to take it in the right light. You know, it was yep. campy. It was silly. But so was rock and roll. It's a great point. It's yeah. true. Yeah. So you like so you like you like Phantom of the Park? Yeah. Yeah? You thought it was fun? Yeah, I have fun. Of course. How could you not? Yeah. No. <laughs> All the- <laughs> oh. you had some great you did have some great lines. And one of the fun things that we discovered was your line in the movie was insufficient data, Paul. You had a song called Insufficient Data, we read. Yeah. Holy shit. I ever recorded it though, did I? No, it was a demo, I think. Or so, a, yeah. Oh, we got to finish that, Ace. We got to on Dynasty. Yeah, there you go, Steve. Pull that out of the Dynasty demos and turn it in, put it, throw it in there yep. as a bonus. 10,000 volts pop. I have a road case with 200 reels of two inch tape that I haven't listened to in 15, 20 years. Oh, shit. I have so no that, idea what's on it. There you well, go, that, Steve. We'll see you next year. Yep, we're gonna go through all that stuff. Well, if Gene, well, Ace, if if Gene can release the vault, maybe Ace can release the vault, huh? We'll call it the shed. Yeah, there you go. Shed full, a shed full of fucking yeah, a full of Ace music. Where I, you know, I said something funny in an interview. Yeah, Gene's vault. (laughs) Oh, I called it the silly safe. (laughs) Yeah, the silly little safe. He's got it in the next room. If you go out of Ace's studio, he's got yeah, he it. a coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> you play with the Gene Simmons doll? Hey, how do you take his seriously? Jesus Christ. I mean, you know. Did, did, when you, but when you got the vault, Ace, did it come with the Gene action figure? The little doll? Did you play with the doll? I never even opened it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hey, no, but, yeah. I didn't even know what's inside. 
But one oh. thing that I will say, though, to be serious for a minute here. Yeah. You, you know, you talk about Kiss and how can you be serious? But I have to say, after all the music that I listen to on all the guitar players and everybody that talks in music magazines and articles and interviews, I hear your name get brought up more than anybody. Yep. So I think, in, you know, you may not say, oh, he's the greatest guitarist, but you Influence. have to be the top 10 easily most influential guitar players out there. You've inspired more guitar players than so many of the so-called greats that are out there that Steve nobody right buys there. their records. Yep. But you are definitely a, a, one of the most influential. So that is serious stuff. And of everybody in KISS, I think as a musician, more musicians try to emulate you and look at you as a guitar hero than anybody else in the band. Well, that's not hard to, that's not a toughie. <laughs> yeah, but give yourself credit, buddy. They, everybody, everybody says how influential you are. Some great, great guitar players. I, 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 I agree. I'm not disagreeing with you. Ace, let me ask you. There was a, there was an article that came out. I think you had a comment, something about being sloppy and practicing. I am a sloppy guitar player. Right, I know. I and but page. I, what, what, yeah, right, I like, you're Richards. in good company. Like, I was just going to say, you're in good company. Keith Richards and Jimmy Page. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Jimmy Page is a sloppy guitar player. Yeah. Oh, my. Yep. So Keith Richards is sloppy. You know, sometimes they'll have an off night and Keith is, you know, off in the ozone. You know, I wasn't always on, but but most of the time when I played with Kiss, I was on. Yeah, I'd save the partying for after the show. Yeah, yeah you think, I, Steve? I had, Steve. I had, I had uh, what's the word? I you know, I had. Uh, what's, I can't think of the word. <laughs> That's all right, man. That's okay. So, Steve, you, I can, I can ask Ace, and I can ask you, Steve. Where Ace's guitar playing is on ten thousand volts. So far, the two singles we've heard, he's ripping it up like the Ace that we love. Yeah, well, certainly. I mean, that was one of, you know, again when we were making the record, you know, we made a conscious decision. Not even a decision. It was very obvious that for me, as you know, and getting back to yes, Ace's the reason that I'm here now in 1978, there were two guitar players who influenced me to play guitar. It was yep. Ace Fraley and Eddie Van Halen, yep. you know? And so without those two guys, I wouldn't be sitting here. So when we sat down to start working on the record, you know, besides great songs, uh, I, my goal was to point out to Ace that we really need to get back to focusing on, focusing on getting these great solos, these thematic solos, yeah. these, yeah. um, what you said before, songs within a song. And we really mm -hmm. did that. And it was so cool because we're both, Ace and I, we're both musicians and guitar players. So I'd be sitting there with my guitar and Ace would be with his and we'd be jamming together and, and he would start playing. And I go, oh, that's it. Play that again. And then, you know, while we, I remember when we were doing 10,000 volts, Ace, I don't know if you remember, but I'd be shouting at you because I'd always start the song and just say, play. And I go, dude, play the shock me thing and, you know, play the thing from Black Diamond. And, and he'd go, he'd go, ah, I don't want to play that. That's boring. And then 20 seconds later, he would play it yep. in his head. <laughs> and I'd be like, and I'd always be recording because I know with a guitar player like Ace, 
he's very spontaneous. So you yeah. always have to have, you always got to record everything because there would always be that, you know, 15 second flurry where I'd be like, holy shit, there it is. We got it. And yeah. I'd be able to fly that. And that's the beauty of, you know, making records nowadays to where there's no such thing as a demo anymore. Yeah, Everything right. we use on the record, you know, it's like, you know, I tell people all the time and Ace agrees, you know, making records is like making sausage. You use yeah. all the different cuts of the meat and you throw it in there, you grind it up and you got a record. But that's what we did a lot. And especially with the solos and yeah. as a guitar player, I can honestly say, and I think when all the fans and all the guitar players hear this record, besides the vocals, besides the songs, they're going to say, this is Ace's greatest guitar playing record. You know, there's a song, Ace, Cosmic Heart, the third song on the record. It's got some of Ace's song. greatest fucking guitar playing, you yeah. know, and it just goes on and on, you know, as far as every song there are guitar gems there and that was you know again that was me being you know the biggest ace fan and the biggest kiss fan that i wanted to show all the fans out there this is what this guy can still do so yeah you know, it, it's chock full of it nice that's awesome. nice that's fantastic. Nice. i mean sometimes uh steve would you know would lay down a solo and say, why don't you play a solo like this? And I forget whether it was, which song was it that I, I said, let's keep that. It sounds like me. Yeah. Yeah. What song well, was that? That was always the line. I would go, this is me being you and playing. You yeah. know, and there's, there's well, a lot of. What was that? Was that a. Uh... 10,000 volts was yeah, a well, no, there's parts of 10 put walking on the moon. There's parts of uh, fighting for life where, you know, one lick that I used and we'd use some aces. So it's a, you know, that's what the beauty of making this record is. It's a total collaboration. And, um, you know, it's been, you know, again, like I said, it's been for me as such a fan and ace and i are brothers and i you know we've known each other for 30 years but over the last year and a half we've become like one but for me as making records for 34 years now this is certainly one of the top moments of my career to make this it's record awesome. And be a part it's awesome that's it's awesome. awesome now you also had the guys in your band which we know pretty well jeremy and ryan they jumped in on the videos too correct yeah yep well, yeah. I wanted my touring band in the videos, but they didn't perform on the record. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But okay. they were in your videos, right? Yeah. Yep. They're in they're they're in the new video as well. That, yep. Those, that's the band people are gonna see me with live. Yep. 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 Ace, let me ask you this. This weekend is gonna be the fiftieth anniversary of the KISS debut album, the album that did it all. Tell us how that kind of makes you feel some memories, your emotions that that album today is still regarded as one of the all time great debut albums. And those songs off that album still kick ass, including one of your classics, cold gin. I thought it was a good album. You know, yeah. when, I, when I listen to it today, the production sounds very dated. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. The songs are good. And, you know, It'd be it'd be interesting to recut all those songs with today's technology, like I got set up here and, and Steve has in his studio. Yeah, because 
Back then, it was just, you know, you didn't have all the gadgets and plugins and digital reverbs that we have today. So it would be interesting to maybe re-record that record. But, you know, maybe it's better you just leave it alone. What well, do you how think? About you, what do you, what do you, wait a minute. Let me ask ahead. Steve. Yeah. How about an idea of doing Ace singing all the old songs that he wrote that he never sang? And, and Ace putting out an album of Getaway, Parasite, Cold Gin. And have an ace perform it with his band. I well, sang Culture on one of my records. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about that. And, you know, we might incorporate some of those into the new Origins duets record that we're going to start working on That's later right. in the year. Um, I, I definitely would love to hear Ace do a version of Coming Home with, you know, mm-hmm. whether he sings it or, you know, I mean, there's so many. I don't so think many I wrote songs. that one. You did. You co-wrote it. But, um <laughs> You know, that would definitely be something. But, you know, the first Kiss record, the first Kiss record is a, is a, a, a oh, good. perfection to some degree. So you never yeah. want to mess with that. There's no need to re-record it. There's the live versions of the songs. Yep. And it's just, you know, magical. But those, you know, you look at the songs that are on there. They are the benchmark and they were the songs that have lasted the longest in the Kiss catalog. And some of them are still played, you know, that the band was still playing live 45 years later. So it's true. It just goes to show you the importance of that record. So yeah. happy 50th anniversary. Hell hey, yeah. Do you have a fi- recommended that when I go out on tour, when I went out a couple of weeks ago, he said, why don't you add Shout It Out Loud and Rock and Roll Night? And we did, and it went over fantastic. Yeah. But when I listened to uh, Cold Gin, there's no guitar solo in it. So I had to fast forward to one of the live versions where yep. we yeah. added a guitar solo, and I played that one. Over the years, Ace, do you have something that you immediately go to? What is your favorite Kiss song? Uh, off the top of my head, Deuce. Yeah. Okay. Your solo on that is incredible. It's the first Kiss song I actually heard. That's right. Yep. yep. I yeah. listened to that song, so it's got a soft spot in my heart. Yeah. Isn't that the solo where you Kiss songs? You know. Yeah, yeah, but isn't that where you jumped in with the band and jammed and and added your and started soloing when you first? Yeah. yeah. Yep. When they you just kept playing. <laughs> Solo section over like, uh, you know, 10 times. And I just kept riffing and riffing and riffing. You know, Paul said to me at the end of the session, you know, we'll get back to you in two weeks. But, you know, he told me not that long ago, they knew right away that I was the guy. But they just said that, I think, because they had a lot of other people that were going to audition for the band and they didn't want to snub them. Yeah. Well, that that story is legendary. They're oh yeah, walking in there with different colored shoes and everything. That's just legendary, and hence the Kiss sound was created, which is amazing. Uh, for me, I always grew up. I, I I loved you know the guys that were behind the scenes, not in the forefront singing all the songs. Yourself, but I was also a huge Peter fan. What what's your relationship these days with Peter, and what do you think about Hi. Peter's contributions with Kiss? I can call Peter, I, you know, I spoke to Peter not that long ago. I asked mm-hmm. him if he wanted to do a, a convention with me down in Florida, but, you know, he, he declined. Yeah. yeah. 
but you saw him you saw him not long ago at uh the Creatures Fest event that was in oh, Nashville in 2022. Yeah, with, with Vinny Vincent. You know, yeah, that tell, was the yeah, first yeah, time us. I met Vinny. And how was that experience, Ace? We were there. We saw it. How was yeah, that? We you? saw that. I just didn't know if he was a man or a woman. Oh. <laughs> uh, he looked like somebody's grandmother. I don't know. <laughs> nice guy, though. He was really sweet to me. He yeah, was nice to everyone. I, yeah. I was watching him on a in a clip on YouTube the other day, and he was wearing a dress. And I, it, it, I'm, yeah, I'm going. What the fuck is going on? Oh, <laughs> Ace, um, Ace do you, what do you uh, do? You remember like coming on stage and looking around? So we were there in the crowd, and we just remember, it, and the whole audience died laughing. I think everything stopped, and you said something like. I can play anything. Just where's the drummer? <laughs> yeah, Vinny doesn't like drummers. What was funny about Creatures Fest, you know, that was one of the uh, events that, you know, I was down there. And Ace and I, we did 2,000 Man in the in the Unplugged set together. Oh, that's right, Steve. Yeah. That uh, was, we were there. The, that was one of the events that got me, Ace and I, talking about working together. And wow. Ace, you, I don't know if you remember, but... Ace got on my phone and I had to call Bruce because Ace found out he was going to play the tracks with Vinny. Yep. And he goes, he goes, Steve, you got to call Bruce. Cause I don't know how to, I never played with tracks. And I told him, I said to Ace, I said, dude, don't worry about it. I'll stand there with you and count you in and you'll be able to do it. But he got on the phone with Ace and, you know, and I mean with Bruce and Bruce talked him through it and kind of calmed him down a little bit. And we all walked down. I'll never forget it. Watch. It. And as a KISS fan, a lifelong KISS fan, I have to say, when they got rolling, it was one of the coolest things. Agreed. To see the three of them playing, you know, playing, I believe Deuce was the first thing they started with. And it was just magical once they got going. And it was, you know, props to Neil Davis and everybody at Creatures Fest for putting yeah. that on. Because yeah, I yeah. still tell people that was one of the coolest events I've ever been to. Totally agree. Oh, yeah. Benny was really sweet. I didn't realize he was that short because <laughs> I had never met him before. I'm looking down at him like, oh, hi, Benny. How you doing? He's so, <laughs> right. What did we say afterwards? Yeah, he's so short he fell off the wedding cake. <laughs> yeah, he he's married nice. one of my girlfriends. Oh, yeah? Yeah, second wife. She drank herself to death at age oh. 37. Oh, oh wow. okay. Ouch. Okay, yeah. well, moving on from that. <laughs> let, let, let's I just want to I just want to just kind of piggyback on the whole Vinny thing there for a second. So Vinny is clearly a very, very different guitar player from you, Ace. What are your thoughts when you see somebody like Vinny that is just an absolute shredder, crazy kind of guitarist like that that's very different from you? I think it's okay. Yeah. No, the guys like Ingve and, you know, the the guys who play really fast. Yep. Uh, I don't have a problem with them. The only problem I have with them is like, if you want to do a solo that's memorable, you really want to slow it down a little because yeah. nobody can hum, you know, 60 mm-hmm. notes in, in a fucking, <laughs> you know, five seconds. So it's like, you know, my most memorable solos are the ones you can sing. 
And yeah. I learned that from Eric Clapton when he did the solo in uh, Sunshine of Your Love. Yeah. yeah. It started off with Blue Moon. And mm-hmm. I, I always thought that that was cool. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. Yeah, sure. yeah. Now, did you, um, have you ever talked about perhaps doing something again with any of the original members, whether it be on Origins, maybe calling up a Gene to come play your new Origins, maybe a a, a Bruce or a, or even a Vinny come on and play with Origins and get some more Kiss family involved? Uh, I definitely have Gene on the record. You've uh, had Paul on before. He wanted to do it. I wouldn't have Vinny. I, w- yeah. I don't think I'd have Paul again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, hopefully we can get maybe we'll get Gene. I would love I would love to be a part of that. But uh That's a great relationship. Gene came back yeah. to my house one afternoon and we wrote two songs in like four hours. Is that on his vault? I I, I told you I didn't open it. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what the fuck is in there. I want to get I want to get those CDs because I want to have I want to get a copy of the uh, Christine I get Christine sixteen and the which Eddie Van the Halen one, that, one yeah that Alex and Ed played on yep. you know the Van you know you know Ace the the, the it, Gene has those demos with Alex and Eddie Van Halen playing on Got uh, Love for Sale I think Got Love Christine, for Sale and Christine Christine sixteen, 16. yep yep but, Ace uh, what Ace tell you so you have another Origins album coming out this will be your third one. These these are like kind of like passion projects for you, kind of like you said, the origins of your love of rock and, and guitar. What what what's coming next on Origins Three? If you can tell I'm anybody, gonna follow the same formula that I followed on the previous two records. Yeah, like doing songs that influenced me when I was a teenager or in my early twenties. Yeah, yeah. And Steve, that's, you that's involved Steve behind that the series. Yeah. yeah. Steve, yes. you're, you're you're involved in Origins yep, Three. Yep, we're we're starting to get ideas together and start, you know, and and I think you know what Ace, uh, we, what we also talked about is we're going to try to get some special guests, some more yep. guests on this, and really make it special. And I think do we're going to do it's going to be uh, it's going to be something special. I think it's again we've set the bar with ten thousand volts. Yeah, yeah. So with the next Origins, we gotta we gotta go a little little above and beyond what's expected, and I think we're right. going to definitely do that. Is yeah. my is our mutual friend Joey Caserta? Is he going to be involved? Joey Casada, I I hope so. <laughs> That's up to Ace. You know when we when we get down to recording. You know again, Joey was uh you know Joey was one of these guys where you know he was my fearless um sort of uh, drummer in the sense that I would just call him up and say, get up here. Ace is coming over. We need you to cut, you know, a song. And then Ace would be like, wow, that sounds great, Joey. Let's do three more. And that's kind of how Joey wound up being on half of the record because it's, you know, sometimes look in this business, it's right place, right time. And you got to be there. And Joey showed up and, you know, certainly answered the bell. Yeah, we give him shit, but we love we him. Lo- oh, we love Joey. We love oh, Joey. He's a really good drummer, but unfortunately, Anton Fig just moved <laughs> about 45 <laughs> minutes from me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, now, if yeah, I have I th- to choose between the two, you know who I choose. Well, I think even Joey would acknowledge that. Anton Fig's a legend, so. That's for yes. sure. Yes, yeah. and there's chemistry there. Yeah, yeah. Ace, it's not a it's not a a, a ten thousand volts related question. I want to ask you about some Kiss stuff here, specifically 
the avatars. When you saw what... <laughs> Go to Disneyland. <laughs> well, there's my answer right there. What was you, what were you thinking? What, what were you thinking? What we were thinking? Were you thinking what the hell's going on right now? When I saw them uh, looking at that shirt, I just I thought they had all lost their minds, and uh, I don't know. Doesn't make any sense to me. I think people want to see real people on stage with amplifiers and guitars, and people doing real vocals without backing tracks. I think everybody wants the real deal. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do the real deal. Yeah. And I know it's tough, though. Like for us, or us Kiss fan, it was a catch 20. You know, when you look back and we went, to, me and Tom were at the last show. We were still holding up hope that maybe that's Ace back there or oh, maybe Peter's going to come. We still had hope that we would see you guys and that our that our love and of this band that's meant so much to all of us would somehow end the right way. Unfortunately, it did not. But uh, we're happy that... didn't even thank me, Bruce. We know, buddy. I mean, it was was a travesty, and it should have never happened. It's exactly what happened when we got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I got a call from Doc, Peter, and Gene. They wanted me to play. So who... So you think it's Paul? Yeah, then there was the question of uh, you're going to wear makeup, you're not going to wear makeup. Uh, and then there were some issues with Peter. I don't know. I basically just said, you know, I don't give a fuck. I just wanted to get the award and give my little speech. And, uh, gotcha. and you know, they, they got confused because they thought back of what happened the day we did Unplugged. Yep. And they were afraid that if me me and Peter performed with them, it would confuse people. Well, they would demand to what get you saying, guys is back. Is this the real kiss or is it these other guys who are imitating us? I don't know. <laughs> I think yeah, I was nervous. I think that, do you feel like it was more Paul than Gene about the end of the road not having you guys come? Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, my attorney told me that Doc and Gene wanted me back in the band, but Paul didn't want me back in the band. Really? Well, he knew I was going to get more press than him. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, you do get uh, a lot of the love from the Kiss fans. And, uh, you know, sometimes Paul is Paul is what we would call a very sensitive person. Yeah. And uh he gets very easily annoyed. There are many people we've interviewed on this show that over time were good friends with him and then would just fall off. Like something somebody tell him the story about you and Paul. One day he'd walk by and uh Oh, I mean you look, man, it's you all know the stories and Paul is uh Paul is an interesting group of people, if you know what I mean. Ah, <laughs> great guys. way to great way and to look, say it. I've toured with him numerous times. I toured with him, you know, on the revenge tour. And then I also toured with him in 2014 when I was out with Def Leppard, you know, the Kiss Def Leppard tour. I was out for two and a half weeks on that tour, rehearsing with the band, getting ready. And it was sort of the same thing. And, and look, dude, look, I love all the guys in, in different ways there. They've all been fantastic to me, but the one thing that sticks out and PJ will say the same thing. 
When we toured with uh, Kiss in, on the Revenge Tour in 92, Paul one day would be like, he would be showing me guitars. And first night he came up to me and he said, oh, I hear you're a really great guitar player. I'm looking forward to you. Welcome to the tour. And then the next day I see him and he acts like he never met me before. And that's a common thing. He was very <laughs> much like that, where one day yeah. he'd be like, oh, hey. And next day, and look, we all know it's well documented. He went through a lot of things and we all go through yeah. things. But like I always tell people, and Ace is one of the most genuine guys you'll ever meet. Gene is like that. And I think Peter is too. You yeah. know, these guys, what you see is what you get. Yeah. There's no need to be some other person, you know, and I, I'd be that way. And no matter how your life is going, if someone comes up to you and says hello to you, have the fucking common courtesy to just say, hey, man, how are you? Don't be a fucking asshole and don't be someone that I've, you know, and again, when I've known somebody. Phony. Don't be fake. You know, and even on the Def Leppard tour, Paul was like that. And I would be like, I almost wanted to turn around and say to him, like, don't act like you don't know who the fuck I am, dude. You know wow. who I am, wow. you know. But again, Paul was there with Def Leppard. Paul was there. The first sound check I did with them, I turned over my shoulder and there was Paul watching me play Hysteria with Def Leppard. You know, so look, I, I again, I never want to badmouth anybody. People no, it's okay. People have different mental states. So Not bad-mouthing somebody. You're just telling the truth. Yeah, I know. I, no, I, I, it, I'm just trying no, to. No, we've nice. we talked about that. It's okay, Steve. Unfortunately, after we were saying, uh, I think we were joking, after uh, Ace went on Eddie's show, we're like, oh, shit, Paul's therapist is going to fucking make a fortune now. <laughs> because after fucking, <laughs> after that fucking debacle, I bet you Paul is going to have some uh, a lot of talking to do. And unfortunately, that's the kind of stuff that we were talking about, like the Renaissance man, the image that I need to portray, not the person that you are. And that's the kind of shit that's too bad because, you know, kiss in and of itself, us fans, again, we want everybody to get along. We want everyone to be a big, happy family. Who knows? At the end of the day, for me, you know, again, I've had nothing but the the good, the great experiences always outweigh the bad. And more importantly, Ace and I had the best time making this record. We had so much fun working in his studio, working in mine. We had dinner together. We had so many laughs. You know, there were some days where it would be like, man, we would we would be talking and having so much fun where we'd look at each other and go, uh, dude, we got to start working. One of the first times I went to Steve's house and uh, his wife comes down and goes dinner time. So we went upstairs to eat, and you know, after we ate, next thing you know, I'm doing magic tricks for his kids. <laughs> and that, and that's the cool thing. You can hear that fun and that camaraderie on the record. There's that's very awesome. Thing. So yeah. it's Ace Freely, it's Steve Brown, ten thousand volts. You guys you. rock. Thank you. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, Tom. That was Ace Freely and Steve Brown. What'd you think? Ah, uh, God. I First of all, I, I had to brace myself to be able to tolerate because I, I have a very low bar for laughter. And having Ace in here, being Ace, and we don't do video, so you guys couldn't see it. I think I did a good a job as I could controlling myself. But all that aside, Ace was exactly what we wanted. We hit some serious points. We had some fun. 
There were a shit ton of acisms. When I brought up Vinnie Vincent, I thought I was going to piss myself. Just above and beyond what we could have hoped for. It was fun. I said this to Zeus when, when we finished the interview. I said, that to me is why I love Shout It Out Loudcast. Because that was a fun interview with Ace. We hit some serious points and we had some fun. And Steve, let's not sleep on him. He was fantastic too. It was just, it was everything I wanted. I just hope that you guys loved it as much as we both did. Yeah, Tom, you just made me smile. I don't can't remember the last time you spoke on the show and I smiled. <laughs> you know, it, it's a proud moment to hear you say, like, about our little show that we started all those years ago. Yeah. Talking about stupid shit and kiss. Yep. And here we are. You know, we, we have Ace. He's hits our show when he's doing the rounds. Yeah. Um, I, I'll I'll say this. You guys, I, I mean, we'll release the video at some point. We will. We definitely will. You have um, to see it. Ace, you guys can't hear him. So, do you have any idea like how many times he would cackle laugh? Oh, my and God. And we would die laughing. So every time you hear me laugh or Tom laughing, it's because Ace is cracking he, up in the background. He, he would do mannerisms with his hand. You know, like when somebody, like when yeah. you're trying to tell, say that somebody's crazy and you put your finger to the side of the head and yeah. make like a sort of like, oh, that guy's wet. We, we'd be talking. Steve would be talking. All of a sudden, you'd see Ace be like, ah, just hit me and Zeus just randomly like laughing at shit. Oh, he would be fucking with his phone. Oh, were, I was so distracted. He'd be fidgeting, looking underneath his chair. And you're like, dude, what the fuck? And the room that he was sitting in was like a, like a space room. There was an astronaut behind him. It was all lit up with murals oh, and guitars. It's just it's and it was it was incredible to me because Zeus's ace impressions always make everybody laugh. But to have ace here like and i'm still battling covid i still have a cough there were times i had to mute my microphone to go silent because i was like choking on my own laughter it was amazing and and having that and again i'm gonna break my arm a little bit pat myself on the back when we do interviews we start off and see okay where is this gonna go where is our guest's head at Let's see what we're going to do. So we started off, you know, talking about 10,000 volts and his inspiration in the 78 soul. And then we're like, all right, let's, let's move a little bit more into this stuff. So we get into Hall and end of the road and avatars and Vinny and hiss in general. And that's what we know that you guys want to hear because that's what we want to hear. And I'm, I'm just so happy to, to be able to give this to you guys because you all deserve it. Yeah, we want to give, obviously, the respect needed to sh tell them, you know, pimp out your shit. You're obviously oh, here Absolutely. for 10,000 volts. We've all heard a lot of the promotions. If you're really in tuned in like we are, we've seen the interviews. We've heard them talk about it. So you got to give them the respect. But, like, these are things that I look to look at these things and be honest and be like, this is what I really want to know. Yep. And generally speaking, because we're such huge Kiss fans, a lot of you think similarly. I like hearing about songs. So you can tell when I have guests on, I got, yep. I want to pinpoint songs. Tell me about this. Tell me about that. Because you don't really hear that. You hear generalizations of, oh, you know, uh, this guy influenced me or, you know, and this, uh, I think I disagreed with this. this like, I want to hear your music takes. Yep. And we got to ask him that. We got to ask Paul stuff. I think the highlight of this interview, the highlight of all our interviews, is I got to make Ace laugh. Yep. He would, he fucking cracked up 
when I did the, uh, you know, Paul's flying around on his electric bike, eating gelato, <laughs> the pandemic, Paul, Ace fucking died laughing. And then the thing that really took me by surprise, and I think, again, kudos to kind of make it our guests feel comfortable. Steve Brown is a class act. Let's just get that out of the way. Yeah. But he was very, very passionate and rightfully so about his experiences with Paul. And God bless him. That's it. You guys, if you missed it, listen again. Steve is telling his story, and I almost pissed my pants because (laughs) out of nowhere, you hear, Foding! He puts his hand to his mouth and yells. Like he's heckling Steve. (laughs) Foding! Like, no, obviously talking about Paul. Oh, my God. It was was just, just fucking hilarious. The Vinny stuff we know just... It, it was great. What a fucking blast. Yeah, we loved it. And we, you know, the best part about this kind of stuff is I don't want to talk more about it. I want to right. hear from you guys. Exactly. What did you like? Yes. And then we have that conversation, whether it being on Facebook, Twitter, X, you name it. That's the great part about it. And then we'll get the text from our friends and stuff. I, I mean, every time I'm annoyed or tired, oh, I got fucking edit this. This is why it's worth it. This is why. Yep. I agree. I agree. All right. Tom, we still do question of the week. What do we got there? We do. All right. Now, question of the week is brought to you by Shout It Out Loudcast Hall of Famer, Tony the Taxman Barone from ABCPA Inc. We love Tony. Zeus and I have both used him for our taxes. We're going to be using him again for this tax season coming up. Tony is the best. Go to abcpainc.com, the website. You'll find all the links for all the information. He can help you with your individual taxes. And if your business taxes, any questions that you have regarding your finances, your taxes, your accounting, he is the man. He and his team will take care of you. He's communicative. He's responsive. And he's excellent. Go on that website. You'll see links to send him an email links with phone numbers and links of all the services that he provides. We can't recommend him highly enough. We have both used him. And again, we're coming back to him again this year. Tony, the tax man, Barone. He's great. A B C P a Inc.com. One other thing to add about Tony, please do. He can do every state. Great point. That's right. It doesn't matter if you're in Ohio or if you're in Boston or if you're in fucking Tallahassee, wherever you are, it doesn't matter. He can do the whole country. So, Make sure you give him a call. Great point. And with that said, our question of the week is from Cody Brunette or Brunet. And this comes from our website, shoutoutloudcast.com. You can send us messages there. We get them in the form of an email. He says, with the band supposedly done, do you think Gene would ever try to get the rights to the catalog like Metallica did so he can control what's released? No, because he's at the age where, let's say he does get control. How many years will he have left to have his thoughts and stuff before it has to get passed to somebody else? So if right. he was younger, maybe. But, you know, I just saw, I was just talking about Rod Stewart just sold today over yep. $100 million, his catalog. Yep. Right? I think you're um, right. I, I think the so, age is the factor. Yeah, I mean, like, let's say he's, unless he's so in tuned with his children and he has told them, why is he going to spend all that money to have control over for a couple of years? Then it go to a receivership or something. Somebody else takes right. over. Like right. that doesn't know his vision or won't follow it exactly. 
because he's long gone. I, I don't know. I, I just don't think that he would do that. You know? Yeah, and, and I will say this, Cody, I know that we talk about the fact that there's the lack of the off the sound boards and the lack of the box sets because of some disputes between Universal and Kiss and catalog management. I get that. But as a fan, and I don't know what's coming out yet at the time of this recording, but hopefully it's something nice for the 50th anniversary of the debut. I'm, I haven't been disappointed with what's been released. So I don't know if what we're getting would be better. I mean, maybe there would be box sets or so, but in terms of controlling what's released, I think Universal is, is doing a good job. You know, I know I sound like a company man when I say that, but I'm not disappointed. And like Zeus said, I think Gene's at his age where he doesn't want to be burdened with that. You know, he doesn't need that right now in his life. But either way, it's a good question because you're right. Metallica does their own thing. They control everything. Um, He's which not is spending great. that kind of money at the end no. of his life. And then something else happens. Now he's struggling because he had to buy his music back. Right. It's oh, no, wait. but, it, but Cody, it's a great question. I like the Metallica comparison. So thank you for that question, Cody. Much appreciated. Tom, where can people find us? Well, I mentioned it previously. I mentioned again our website, shoutitoutloudcast.com. That's where you can find all of our episodes, the Shout It Out Loudcast episodes, Dorm Damage, Album Review Crew, Zeppelin Chronicles. You can find links to our merch, links to our Amazon shopping page, links to all of our social medias, links to our Patreon. We want to thank everybody again for that. You guys rock. So you can do that. You can also send us messages and comment on individual episodes when you click on them on the website, and we receive those in the form of an email. So you can do that. And if you want your question of the week to be part of the show, please send us an email, or you can do it from the website. But either way, it comes to us in an email, and that's shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. We have a little folder. We keep all of our questions of the week, and every week we read one. So please be part of the show. We love them. Doesn't matter what the question is. Doesn't even need to be KISS-related. You can send that to us at shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. We read every email. We might not get to everyone during the show, but trust me, Zeus and I read them all. And, of course, our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, trying to get a little bit more active on TikTok. If more people are on it, maybe we'll start getting more active. I don't know. And another thing, we are still working on cataloging all of our Spotify playlists. Any episode that has a draft or a top 10 or a ranking, we we try to create a coordinating playlist for that. And just to remind people, I know I saw some comments online last week. Search for Shout It Out Loudcast on Spotify. And at the top, you will see podcast, album, song, profile. You want to click on the Shout It Out Loudcast profile page. The podcast page has the episodes. The profile page has the playlist. So please check those out. They're a lot of fun. Kind of adds to you know the enjoyment of the episodes, too. Great. Uh, Tom, people can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, threads. Any else, please, you can give us uh, a DM. Check out, uh, as Tom said, the Spotify playlist, which are a lot of fun. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page. That has been great. And then give us one of those five-star child reviews uh, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you can review a podcast. And that's a big help to the show, moves us up the food chain. Uh, you can always uh, email us at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com, shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com, and go to our website where you can get awesome merch, our Amazon store. You can see our KISS rankings, ARC rankings, all our episodes. It's all there, nice, organized manner. Uh, and that is shoutitoutloudcast.com, shoutitoutloudcast.com. Tom, what we like to do is we always like to end on famous last words. Do you have any? Of course I do. 
I thought I'd go out and take a swim today. It was real hot, and I just had to get away. They spotted an unknown sub down in the bay. But I don't care. I think I'll go swimming anyway. Yeah. (laughs) You said you love me. You may have been right. But hanging above me, girl, you know that we would fight. Ace Fraley, Steve Brown, Tom, Loudcasters, Kiss Army, Ace Cult. Thank you. Ace Fraley, Steve Brown, listeners, Loudcasters, patrons, Ace Cult. We hope you guys were as thrilled with this episode as we were. It was a ton of fun. Lots of laughs is what we wanted. Zeus, as always, my friend, thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. Hit the music. What I'd like now is for all you fat, out of shape, worldwide kiss cards to keep the noise down while I show your ladies what a real sexy man looks like. Listen, all you people out there sitting on rented furniture, settle down. Cut the music. Anybody see Richie? Anybody know why Richie did Bobby Lupo? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.